stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I'm just very gratified that they've chosen Toronto to be on a list, a very distinguished list and very uh, formidable list of cities that they think are worthy of further consideration. And now the job for us, having made the playoffs, is to go on and uh, make sure that we uh, get to the prize. Well, he's probably not gloating, but it kind of sounds like he is. Uh, That is the mayor of Toronto, John Tory, one of the 20 happiest people in North America today. Look, Look, folks, let's... Let's not act shocked here. I don't think we should be surprised by this. Disappointed, okay, sure. Uh, But I think Calgary was always a a real long-shot candidate in this uh, Amazon HQ sweepstakes, which is really what it's turned into. Uh, And who knows, depending how ridiculous things get with the final 20 cities, maybe we'll be thankful that we avoided all of this. I mean, look, if we want to sell the merits of this city as a place to do business, a beautiful city, a great place to raise a family, sure, we can do that. Uh, But if we want to get into this business where we're competing with other cities in terms of how much money we can throw at companies, and this just becomes a zero-sum game, it's really not worth it, I don't think. So, yeah, we got the news today that Amazon has narrowed down the list. I think it was over 200 cities that applied in the first place. They're now down to 20, a short list of 20 candidates for the new HQ2 facility. Uh, And look, this is a big prize. I mean, Amazon's pledging to spend billions of dollars in building a huge new headquarters, bringing tens of thousands of employees to the city, obviously hiring people within the city. uh, And obviously, it's something any city would love to have. I think you can ask the question, though, at what cost? By the way, here's the 20 cities. Now, Toronto is on that list. Toronto is the only Canadian city, the only non-American city to make the cut. We've got Atlanta, Austin, Boston, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Denver, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, Miami, Montgomery County, Maryland, Nashville, Newark, New York City, Northern Virginia, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, Toronto, and Washington, D.C. Those are the 20 cities. Different cities, obviously. I mean, in the sense of a lot of different sizes, a lot of different locations, very different jurisdictions. So I don't know that you can point to one thing and say, aha, that city has lower taxes and they made the cut. Well, I don't know. I don't know you can point to just one single common thread through all of this. And there's going to be a lot of finger pointing here. Alberta's taxes are too high. They didn't pick us because of that. We didn't diversify enough. They didn't pick us because of that. It's all silly. It's all silly. I don't think any of that would have made a difference, to be honest. So we'll have uh, lots of reaction to this today. Obviously, your reaction to all of this. Let's start with what Premier Rachel Notley had to say, speaking at a Calgary brewery today. I guess that's a popular place these days for members of her government. Uh, But she was asked uh, about the decision, about the fact that Calgary, and I guess for that matter, Edmonton, did not make the cut. Well, I mean, it's obviously, it was disappointing news. Um, Officials uh, in my office uh, spoke with Amazon uh, uh, the, uh, earlier today and and uh, th- there's no question I mean first of all what they did say is that the bid and particularly the Calgary bid was it, very exciting and they actually said very very good things about it and uh, they they said that uh, they, they've got a whole new uh, idea of Alberta and that Calgary did an excellent job and so I just really want to thank both cities for the work that they did on those bids um, 
I also think there are a lot of other things that uh, that Albertans and Calgarians in particular can be proud of in terms of uh, what we have to talk about to sell um, our city. Um, but there's there's no question it's 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 unfortunate. We would it would have been great to have gotten that deal. Um, in the meantime, we are certainly going to continue our work that is focused on diversification. Uh, we have a, a province where there was a lot of talk of diversification for many years, but not a lot of work going on about it. Over the last two and a half years, we've uh, made a lot of investments to turn that corner. Some of the exactly working with the post-secondary institution, actually supporting our post-secondary institutions so they can broaden the type of training that they offer to Albertans so we really can engage in that diversification outside of the traditional uses within the energy market. But it doesn't happen overnight. And so this is a, a, a learning moment for us as well to continue our work on diversification, to understand that whether oil is up or oil is down, we need to actually put uh, real uh, work and action behind the the uh, the talk of diversification, and that's something our government is very committed to doing. Now, follow the uh, the maneuvers there, because somehow she manages to turn all of this uh, into uh, hey, let's pat ourselves on the back. What a great job we're doing! Uh, that was a little strange, um, but nonetheless, you can see the way that, that people are trying to put a spin on this. So Amazon's not coming to Calgary to build uh, a brand new headquarters. I, I think we can uh, we can move on. I think we'll get over it. But I'd be curious to see how silly things start to get now between these 20 remaining candidates. Is this going to be an auction? Is this about who can throw the most money at Amazon? And if you're doing that, are you really winning? Well, joining us for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome the program, someone who, by the way, is in Seattle, where Amazon already is, but has some interesting thoughts on how cities need to approach all of this. Uh, Margaret O'Mara is a professor of history at the University of Washington. Uh, Margaret, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. It's great to be here. Thanks, Rob. In terms of how Amazon can transform a city or, or help uh, boost a city, I mean, obviously, you're right there in, in Seattle, and I guess we all want to be the next Seattle. Is it uh, all it's cracked up to be having Amazon uh, in your city? Yeah, well, Amazon has had a transformative effect on on Seattle, it, it, and and kind of dramatically so. I think it's been um, even more visible because Amazon, unlike our uh, other big tech company, Microsoft, is has its headquarters located right in the middle of the city of Seattle, mm -hmm. and so uh, people, you know, it's kind of impossible to be a Seattleite or a resident of the Seattle region without uh, uh, driving past Amazon every day and and also encountering all the traffic it creates with all of the people coming in and out of the neighborhood where it is. All right. So, well, I mean, how did it get that way? How did Seattle become the city that, that these big companies wanted to be in? Well, Seattle has, I think it's a combination of, of a number of things. Um, one is the, the, you know, if you go back to Seattle's longer history and what, what draw, drew big companies, um, why big companies like Boeing and then Microsoft and then, and then Amazon have grown there, it's been a combination of, of resources, um, geographic advantage, kind of where it is on the, on the edge of the Pacific Rim, the presence of a large research university, University of Washington. Um, and also it's a place, particularly in the knowledge economy era, where the uh, educated white-collar workers who are uh, so critical to these tech companies, when they have a lot of choice over where they live, this uh, quality of life, uh, the things that bring people into cities and make them stick there, is increasingly important, not only in North America, but everywhere. 
So is it your sense that Amazon is is taking a similar view of of where to to build its HQ2, or is this turning into uh, almost an auction of sorts? What what are cities prepared to offer the company in order to try to lure them? Yeah. Well, I think that you look at the finalist list, and to me, there there weren't any huge surprises. Um, I've seen the HQ2 move as something that has been about recruitment and retention of the best talent that Amazon can buy. Uh, it's been less about cost of living, um, partially because Amazon's got a fat balance sheet, but also if you look at where tech companies have grown and clustered, they are uh, happen to be some of the more expensive places in the world, and uh, and with large salaries and big profits, the um, and and not a need for as much land as say a major manufacturing operation would need. Uh, you you know you are driven by talent and where talent wants to be. So. Um, part of what, you know, the, most of the uh, finalists are in the eastern time zone, mm-hmm. right? So um, in the middle of the country, you know, you don't have Calgary. You have in the middle of the continent, you don't have Calgary, but you do have Denver. He's kind of it's kind of hanging out there by itself. And you have Austin and Dallas and Texas. Um, uh, but but mostly on the east coast, and and I see that as a you know a way if if Amazon can't entice someone to move to Seattle uh, for a work at Amazon, and that's something that people have had to do. They kind of white collar executive managerial um, engineering groups and and Amazon have all had to move there. Uh, they want to create another another center of gravity that can um, improve their competitive position. Would it look bad on Amazon if this just became about which city's prepared to dangle the biggest tax incentives in front of them for a company that's that's doing so well and, of course, owned by somebody who's, at the moment, I believe, the richest person in the world? Would that be a bad PR look on them? Uh I don't think it's a great look. Um, it also, but it really isn't a great look for the cities that are dangling all the goodies. Right. Um, uh, you know, that is the way the economic game has been, economic development game has been played for a really, really long time. Um, that's one of the things I wrote about in, in my Washington Post article, which is this, you know, race to, to give the juiciest tax breaks and undercut the competition. And, and the losers in that are the cities themselves and their taxpayers, because um, oftentimes the, the, the economic benefit that comes from having the jobs brought in by a company that moves to town enticed by tax breaks really doesn't offset all of the loss in taxes and the infrastructure costs. Um, you know, and, and looking at the looking at the finalists again, I see, you know, I'm sure that there's some really great deals that are being dangled in front of Amazon by these cities that are on the top 20. But there are also cities that um, include places like Boston and the Washington, D.C. area, which have a high cost of living, um, which have, um, but have other, other assets. You know, it isn't, it, this, isn't a, this doesn't seem like a decision that's driven by price, um, although that's not absent from the calculation. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, Boston to me seems like a like a front runner here. I mean, do, do you have an inkling as to what which might be the most likely cities? Just your your own uh, gut it's, reaction. It's been a yeah. It's been a really fun parlor game for uh, for yeah. scholars like me who who study this stuff over the last few months. Yeah, I mean, you can you could say you know you could make the argument that these places that historically have been knowledge centers like Boston, like Austin, um, and also like Washington D.C. that have a you know concentrated of 
research institutions that are already a magnet for high-tech companies, high-tech talent, have have people already living there who could very easily slot into Amazon. That's that's one um, one advantage. You know, Pittsburgh also, Carnegie Mellon University. You know, Pittsburgh yeah. has a booming tech hub. Um, same goes with Toronto. You know, the the one Canadian finalist um, again, not a surprise, and and also has the advantage of. Um, being uh, outside the United States, a place that is becoming, you know, increasingly hostile to um, new immigrants and migrants, and uh, uh, foreign-born people are part of the, the the magic that makes the tech economy go, um, and openness to people from all around the world. Right. Uh, although, I mean, s- selecting Toronto might be a bit of a, a thumb in the eye to to the president, wouldn't it? It certainly would. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and Jeff Bezos already has a complicated relationship yes. with President Trump because he also owns the Washington Post, exactly. you know, the sort of uh, press antagonist of, of, of Trump. And, and so it's it's going to be really interesting to see how, how it plays out. I think connectivity to the rest of the world is also clearly um, that was a priority in the RFP that, that Amazon initially put out. And you can see by looking at the finalists, the map of finalists, you have some really major international airports that are already hubs for major airlines where it's easy to hop on a plane and get to the other side of the world in yeah. one flight. You know, you mentioned Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's an interesting story of what was once a steel town and is now becoming uh, its its own tech hub. I think a lot of cities look at Amazon as, as kind of a shortcut to being that city. And Pittsburgh's an example of a city that sort of took the long view and it's taken a long time to evolve to that. But I mean, that seems to be where, where cities want to be. And everyone's figuring out, well, well how do we become that? Yeah, and this isn't new. I mean, the the chase for the next Silicon Valley has been going on even, you know, since before Silicon Valley was called Silicon Valley. Um, uh, there's been this great admiration for um, for how the Bay Area became a, a center for tech. You know, what what hap- what grew up around Stanford in the 1960s and beyond uh, was something that 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 leaders from around the world, not just in, in North America, were, were eyeing and trying to create uh, tech hubs of their own. And, it's, and, and of course, it's, it, there's a lot of allure. It's high-paying jobs. It's, it's a, you attract an educated workforce, a tax, you know, high-tax-paying workforce. Um, it is uh, ostensibly non-polluting, um, uh, you know, with a big asterisk by that. The tech industry always talks about itself as clean and green, but um, the actual, you know, putting together an, an iPhone, for example, is a pretty high-polluting process that, that it is, of course, happening around the other side of the world from where, you know, the headquarters of Apple and these other headqu- these other tech companies are. Um, and also, there, you know, there's when you have a whole bunch of 50,000 tech workers come to town, they, there's, a, there's a, a consequent enlarging of the carbon fit, footprint unless it's a very, very transit-friendly um, headquarters. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens now with these uh, final 20 candidates. Uh, in the meantime, we'll let people know the, the article we referenced, uh, more of your writings, your articles, your books, margaretomera.com. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Thank you. My pleasure. Right, that's Margaret Omera, professor at the University of Washington in Seattle, uh, as mentioned. Uh, 974-8255 is a number. Your thoughts on whether this was worth it in the first place, whether we should have gone for it, whether you're disappointed by the decision, whether you even thought it was a realistic possibility. Uh, There's a British betting house, paddypower.com, and they put out some odds. I think they put this out about last month, and most of the cities they listed actually made the cut. Uh, But they had Calgary in the mix. They had Calgary at 18 to 1, which was, well, clearly, as it turns out, they didn't make the top 20, so uh, that was a little off. Uh, Toronto, they had it 14 to 1, but they had Atlanta, Austin, and Boston as the three favorites. Pittsburgh and Washington, D.C., not far behind.
I, I yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I, I do think Boston's probably a front runner. Pittsburgh, I'd like to see Pittsburgh get it, actually. I guess that we're picking favorites here. Uh, but in the meantime, I guess we can uh, move on to other things here in Calgary and trying to figure out, well, how are we going to turn this city's economy around? We're not going to get the magic fix with some huge tech company in Amazon building a headquarters here. So it's going to take uh, it's going to take harder work than that. Nine seven four eight two five five. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at twelve thirty on News Talk seven seventy Calgary.